Hi, Johnny. You all right? Yes. Are we on now? We are now. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been recording for a while, yeah. All oh, right. Um, thought we'd get our tongues whacking. So, um, yeah, I'm I all good. say anything controversial in that. <laughs> it's all right. I can delete it. I, like, I planned, like, yeah. I do it with a lot of people, and sometimes I don't even tell them we're going, and then they're like, I'm like, and I was done now. And they're like, eh? Um, when did you first right. record? And I'm like, yeah. I, I got all that bit where you're slacking everybody off. Yeah. So, um, you stay up to watch the Oscars. Um, I didn't because I don't have Sky Movies, uh-huh. uh, but I've seen it now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know all the results. Yeah. Um, I predicted the, the results for the yeah. second year in a row. Did you? I d- didn't put a bet on. Ah, oh, shit. So yeah, I'm going to put one on next year and get them all wrong. Yeah. Do you know what's <laughs> I kind of <laughs> said, as I said, like, did you stay up for the Oscars? I kind of thought like, well, I probably didn't because... You know, like you stay up for like the Super Bowl. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. The Oscars is a bit yeah, less exciting. Wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone like round beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's watch the Oscars. To see Let's if... watch loads of rich people collect yeah, things yeah, yeah. and then say things. <laughs> <laughs> Just dream about a life. No, I, I do have. like the Oscars because it's a celebration of film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pieces it sounds. No, it's I, I enjoy it and I enjoy it selfishly a lot of time because, um, they, well, this year is probably one of the first years where I knew like seven out of ten films mm. across the boards and I'd kind of seen them inadvertently I don't know what that says about me maybe my taste is getting a bit better as I'm getting a bit older but there was times where I'd watch the Oscars and I'd know like one or two films yeah 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 but I, I liked it and I'd, I've probably just got like hundreds of screenshots somewhere of like every Os- Oscars I'll just screenshot it and go right I need to watch that 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 yeah because it's a nice way to go well there's ten films that I know are going to be of some certain level of quality. Yeah, quality, you know I mean? yeah. Um, so they're not all for everyone's taste, but you know you're going to get a good film generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I watched um, Gary Oldman. What's the film called? Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour. Um, last night because I kind of wanted. Well, I wanted to prepare a little bit for this, but I wanted to see it just because. I thought it'd be a good film if it's been nominated for an Oscar. And obviously, I know Gary Oldman's a good actor, but I just kind of. I don't know how much if it had came out in August. I don't know if I'd have got a chance to see it, mm-hmm. and I'd probably put it on a list somewhere, and maybe not got around to watching it. I've so. actually not seen it. Haven't you? <laughs> no, it's, it's the only good. one I haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's though, a few I haven't seen. Out of all of them, I didn't. I really didn't fancy that one as much as the rest. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because I feel like I've seen enough old white men doing <laughs> good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who aren't really that nice, but get portrayed as nice I don't know yeah he doesn't um, really get portrayed as nice but I, I mean there's, there's bits yeah um, I'm sure it'll be great Gary Oldman's a great actor I will see it yeah. I just didn't didn't get round to it what caught me off guard was if I expected like a period piece that was very dramatic and Gary Oldman with lots of make fun being good because Gary Oldman's good but cinematically it was really nice um, mm. there was loads of really nice shots uh quite creative like di- the directors like obviously i don't know a lot of the times they, they stay away from fancy shots maybe yeah yeah, yeah. fancy but um so they took more risks yeah. than you might see yeah 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 and i was watching it going out i really liked the the camera work in it which i didn't expect from it so that was a nice bonus i actually thought all the films this year were quite more risk-taking than you might have seen in previous years yeah um, um get out I mean, I'd have loved it if that had won. It's our yeah, first yeah, horror yeah. movie ever to get a, an Oscar. Yeah. Ever. Is it? Yeah. No way. So that, that was great. Is uh, it a horror? Is it a thriller? Yeah. yeah it's I, a horror. There's I, like scenes popping in my yeah, head where I'm like... I think it's a horror. Yeah. I think... Like horror when he kills... De- I'm like totally like... By the way, spoilers. Like if you're listening to this, it's too late. Yeah, too um, late. Just the... 
like there's some pretty violent bits in it. By genre, get out. By genre definition, Jurassic Park's a horror movie. Yeah. Because what you have is something called a gift taken away. So you have a character who has something that is removed from them. So Jurassic Park would be freedom. Right. Get out would be freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most Texas Chainsaw Massacre would be freedom. So yeah, there's only four genres. There's I'm not saying this is right, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. It, but it's genre theory. Yeah, by, yeah, yeah. So you would have a thriller, which has subgenres. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like action thriller, political thriller. Okay. Feminist thriller. Yeah. Uh, so you have thriller, horror, romance, and... Comedy. No, comedy comes under romance. Right. <laughs> I've gone blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is another genre. I'll have, the next hour of the podcast, I'll just pop it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's quite interesting. Yeah, I, 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 Get Out for me was was fantastic. And the, the smartest bit about it um, was using... Uh, uh, there's probably plenty of films that have done similar things in the past that I didn't realise, but using racial tension to invigorate... Um, sorry, invigorate is definitely the wrong no, word. I to know stimulate, um, To stimulate a physical response. Yeah. Um, to then that then like smooths you straight into like horror tension mm-hmm. it was amazing I thought like because horror films uh, generally will use horror to create tension or fear to use yeah, tension yeah. but instead they used the political zeitgeist mm. and, and also just went yeah so we've got you a bit tense and a bit like oh you can't really say that and then we're gonna mm-hmm. really fuck with you with, with violence and yeah. you're like whoa like and it wasn't incredibly just smart. it wasn't as black and white as no pun intended <laughs> as <laughs> right wing right wing conservatives are bad people it was it, these people were liberals yeah 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 yeah. and they were racist in a different way in the same way that you might have someone who says oh I'm not racist but I have a friend who's black yeah yeah and yeah, it was yeah. it was more targeting those kinds of people mm. they wanted what black people had and there's a few comments within the film where he's, yeah. this one guy goes oh well, black it's fashionable now <laughs> <laughs> but it's to be to be fair the fact that that film was made is I love it I think it's my favourite film of the year yeah but it speaks volumes for what's happening in society anyway yeah. that the director and you know he Jordan Peele found it necessary to make that movie was quite yeah, yeah interesting yeah, yeah. in itself yeah the fact that we're in 2018 and you're having to make like, sort of political racial comedy. statements are having to get made yeah yeah, yeah. same with Wonder Woman, Black Panther. I love, I love all those movies, but the fact that we're all going, oh my god, it's amazing that there's a film with black people in it, and yeah. it's amazing that there's a film with a female lead. Well, they should be happening anyway. As norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's become normal that we don't really see these type of movies. So, I think what's good about this year is that going forward, there'll be more of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Black Panther's almost hit a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? So producers now might go oh my god actually equality might actually make money I think we're crashing on it though are, you, are we, we going to see like another role like another saga of um, like black exploitation films I don't know we, there should just be more black people in films they don't get given enough Full roles stop yeah, yeah, yeah women yeah. don't get any given enough roles yeah yeah and that Frances McDormand Dermot, I think. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she and made a speech. Every, every nominee stand up, and there was still hardly any women stood up. And yeah, that wasn't yeah. just for the best supporting actress or so best actress. In, that yeah. was in general females. Yeah. So I don't think it's. I think uh, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird got. It's like it was like the sixth director yeah. ever of a woman to. Sorry, the sixth female director ever to get a nomination. Right. Yeah. And yeah, because Catherine Catherine Bigelow Big was Catherine the first Bigelow. one. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I feel like 
they're just not being given the opportunities mm. and people might turn around and go well they are they're, they're, those films just aren't as good but I don't, I don't believe that I, yeah it's tough isn't it it's it's, it's still there in Hollywood it's still there this kind of playing it safe with giving the jobs to white men yeah and yeah, yeah. I think if they just do take more risks then yeah we'll be better I think if it's it's hearing everybody on a on an open field and giving everybody equal opportunities, isn't mm. it? So, and not being afraid to say that this film written by a man or a woman, just a person, is amazing mm-hmm. or not very good. The same yeah, with yeah. ideas, you know, like that's that's the other road you end up going down, isn't it? Where you know, recently, I think a Google employee or a YouTube employee or a Facebook employee or someone in Silicon Valley got sacked because he said, and this is just a headline I, wrote, I read, but he basically got told to like stop hiring Chinese nerds and white males <laughs> because they were like, we need to just diversify our workplace full stop. And yeah. he was like, at the minute, these are the best applications that I'm getting. Yeah, which is fair enough. Yeah. Um, I do believe if Lady Bird wasn't a very good movie, it wouldn't have got nominated. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but the, the, we need to... It's not that there was... I don't think that it's not that there was more... That certain women directors got neglected, mm-hmm. they just haven't been given those jobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with you, yeah. Um, it's not that there's loads of female directed films out there that were all missing That weren't very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just that... They're not getting hired as much. Yeah, full stop. Yeah, which you can, if you look, you look at the stats. I really just stat the other day. Well, earlier actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hasn't got numbers, so I can't read it out. It's got like a chart for the last twenty years of best picture winners. Yeah, and the amount of lines that women had compared to men. No way. And it was just like every every single movie is like yeah. over seventy five percent more words spoken by men spoken than by the men. women. No and way. it's not. It's because the the screenwriters and directors and actors. And producers have always just been like, oh, put a man on the front of... Yeah. Because it's a safer thing to do. Whereas yeah. Wonder Woman shows that's not the case. Yeah. People yeah, yeah, will yeah. to the box office regardless. Yeah. But it was a good film. Loved it. Very good film, yeah. Got snubbed at the Oscars. I don't think it might have got Best Picture nomination, but I thought it might have got some recognition. Yeah. I, well, forgive me if, for my ignorance if I'm wrong, but comic book adaptations... Very rarely get no, any don't. sort of nod. I mean, Logan. Did Logan? See, Logan I got Logan would up as well. Yeah. Um, it won an Oscar for something. I can't remember what. Might have been adapted screenplay. No, that was Call Me By Your Name. Was it? Yeah, it got something. Cinematography. Maybe. No, it wasn't cinematography because that was Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. But well deserved Blade Runner. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it should have got a Best Picture nomination, Blade Runner. I think it was no. great, but. I watched it again the other day, and I, after the second watch, I thought, I don't know if I'd watch this. I wanted to watch it again. Yeah. It was very, it's beautiful to have on in the background when you've got people around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> like. That doesn't make it an amazing movie. Visually, yeah, unbelievable. Um, That's why it was the best photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it might have staying power. You don't know, it's hard to judge for that. It's easy to just go, That's the best film I've ever seen. Yeah. Or, and then you watch it again, and you're like, Oh, actually, I was a bit. Hyperbole there. Yeah, I or think it's not as good as a lot of the times it's it's moved. I remember you telling me was it um, Dark Knight Rises that you went to see the midnight show in, and yeah, then yeah. a couple of days later you watched watched it again. Well, like actually, it's really good. Mate, it was, was just next, fucking knackered. It was the next morning. <laughs> yeah, was it? Yeah, I went to midnight. Yeah, with I was with uh, I was with Tyler and Lister actually. Right. Was it Lister? Uh, Andy. Yeah. 
And we all hated it. We were sat in McDonald's going like, that's absolutely shocking. Yeah. Like rubbish. Then I went with Lena the next day to IMAX. Yeah. Came out and then I was like, I loved it. When I'd had to sleep. <laughs> yeah. But then I watched, I've seen it about 10 times since. Wow. And every time I watch it, I, I, I like it and I love it to a certain extent, but there's still all the flaws that I, I That you picked out in the but first one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's important to realise that you can love something but still be critical of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, Jurassic Park's my favourite film of all time. Yeah. Never will be topped, but it's full of flaws. Yeah, yeah. My wife loves me, but she, I'm full of flaws. <laughs> so it's important. If there ever there was an example of that, then... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, so it's... it's not it's you, not, I mean men in general. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> fine to love a film, but be critical of it at the same yeah. time. Yeah. There's, a too, there's too much of a culture of fanboyism where you can't say a bad word about anything and if you say a bad word about something you either it love it or you hate it, it. Yeah, all yeah, this yeah. Star Wars stuff like The Last Jedi and it was like people didn't like like three or four things with it therefore it was shocking yeah like I it. was guilty of it when I, I loved it yeah I was guilty of it when I went to see Jurassic World to be honest I went to see it and I came out and I was full of like fanboy rage like yeah, yeah, yeah. that was not how it was supposed to be <laughs> like I know better than the director which is not true yeah 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 um, I mean, but this is something I've kind of learned and it may actually change when I'd been on set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd actually seen the process Yeah. and realised actually I was just being a doyle, to be honest. <laughs> because <laughs> I've, that, there's still loads of flaws with that film, what I would think are flaws, but yeah, I've warmed to it. The more I watch yeah. it, the more I enjoy it. I feel like with, in terms of my knowledge of creative endeavours, so I've, I've written music, um, I've made some music videos, trying to list my CV I don't know I've done some cool stuff mm-hmm. but the difference between and I, I specifically remember the first time I tried to record some music and put it out there and I was like oh there's so much work goes into just like one song that I was like you, you just have an, an amazing appreciation for it for so you you kind of you know you compare you listen and criticize very high quality things all mm-hmm. the time with which music or films and you go well, they could have changed that they could have changed that and then when you kind of look behind the curtain you see how much work goes into just one scene you go well yeah if they only got like four or five things wrong like films still baffles me that they managed to get made mm. like jesus christ so many people so many working parts Absolutely. it's it's they say it's insane. a miracle to get a film made oh, you've got more chance of winning the lottery yeah 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 um, Drama is so the other genre. Right. <laughs> so you won the lottery, basically. Yeah. So when when um, when did you start writing? Well, what, what, what was it? Jurassic Park that made you go? I want to make films. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah, I went to see Jurassic Park in '93, June twenty-third, I think. Yeah. 1993. <laughs> no, I went with my dad and my uncle Tony. Uh huh. Came out of Showcase Cinema. Yeah. yeah. I remember going home. I remember going home. I remember thinking, "Wow, oh, that was like amazing." Went home and I had all my toys and I had my cards and like the back of the Weetabix box was like dinosaur, like yeah. Cretaceous period landscape. So I had it all set up. Yeah, and, like sort of reenacting the scenes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just remember my dad saying to my mum, "He was like, you should have seen the queues. The women were dressed up in ball gowns and all sorts." <laughs> over exaggerated yeah. <laughs> made it out like we'd been to some awards <laughs> and then the next day I went to school uh-huh. primary school Ackland Wynn and yeah. Mrs Carol um, she was going around the class when you sit around the front she's like what does everyone want to be 
and it was like football, a space man, and I said I want to make films, and right. she kind of like laughed, and I'll never yeah. forgot that. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you were being serious at the time. When 100%. you were a kid, you've got no prejudice. I was ten. You, you go, if I want to be a fucking astronaut, I like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, I didn't laugh at, at anyone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nor, nor should we have any prejudice now. No, you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, and then actually. I used to write little stories. I used to go and like paint and create on my PC when I was yeah. probably about 12, 13. Kids are out getting drunk now at 12, 13, but I was making movie posters on my computer. <laughs> be like, the eye. And then like, I'd draw an eye on paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, print it out and I'd put that on my wall. <laughs> and, uh, and I used to sort of write stories. And I actually wrote, for my GCSE creative writing, I wrote Metal Gear Solid. Did you? From start to finish. <laughs> it was all 300 pages long, <laughs> sold it off as what, my in, own. In, like, for your coursework or? Yeah, yeah, coursework. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid by Johnny Grant. <laughs> Not Hideo Kojima. He's my first example of pretty end, but just <laughs> wrote it out, wrote, wrote it as if it was a story. Yeah. What, um, what mark did you get? A star. Yeah, class. <laughs> yeah, well, that might be revoked now. <laughs> Depending on who you got to market, like if you got someone like a twenty-eight-year-old teacher not, who was a bit like not sixty-eight-year-old Mrs. Crossway yeah, who yeah. had never seen Metal Gear. It was before the days of the internet, so plagiarism okay. was much more amazing. <laughs> then uh, anyway, so long story short, because I'm going on. I went went and done my English degree, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher. Okay, but. I didn't become a teacher. Yeah, yeah. I completely fannied out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I dare say becoming a teacher might be fannying out. I just offended a lot of teachers there. But <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No, uh, so I just started working in a call centre and I did uh-huh. a master's degree in creative writing. And on that, that was in like 2009. And yeah. on that, mod, there was a module in screenwriting. And I kind of just, I was sort of just got me. Yeah, of course. Grabbed yeah, me yeah. completely. So started writing then. Yeah. But then I didn't write for a year. I became single and didn't, mm-hmm. I don't, as you know, I had a bit of a wild year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't Good write. times, yeah. Yeah, didn't write for that year. And then I got with Lena. Yeah. And she was like, well, you're going to start writing again? Yeah, yeah. That was in 2011. And I was like, oh, am I? And she was like, yeah. Okay. And then started writing, uh, wrote The Nobodies mm-hmm. like seven or eight years ago, seven years ago. Is that how long ago it was? Yeah been through numerous drafts since then yeah and then sent that to like in lena went out with everyone and i was what like a weekend or something but i spent 16 hours sending emails <laughs> fuck me yeah like uh, like with breaks obviously just yeah, like yeah, yeah. i've got an imdb pro account which just signed up on my credit card and yeah. i got like this is how delusional I was. I got like Tom Cruise's email address. <laughs> Tom Cruise outmail.com. CC this one in. CC. Well, I was doing individual ones because you have to, they, they tell you not to um, do sort of blast emails out, okay. you know, like yeah, yeah, umbrella yeah. emails. So I was like, dear Tom, I have attached my screenplay. Wow. Gethin about a young boy. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and then, do you uh, know what? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was, uh, anyway, so I, I think I sent out. 700 emails or something like that yeah must have got about 19 replies did you all rejections right then I was like well, this isn't working <laughs> I'm going to have to do the old fashioned sending by mail this was to try and get an agent yeah 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 I was clueless completely clueless so I got this book called The Hollywood Guide to Representation sending my like side set film out to like Beverly Hills yeah yeah uh, 
So me and Lena went to Staples and I got like a print. I spent like loads of money on like a printer and special paper because I thought special yeah, yeah. paper would help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Present a certain amount of quality yeah. to... Uh... So I, was, I sent like 52 letters. Yeah. But I'd put the wrong stamp on. Okay. And that meant that I was getting rejection. I was having to drive to the post office to collect the rejection letter and then pay two pounds for the privilege because I'd put the wrong stuff. <laughs> so I ended up spending an extra hundred and two pound on rejection post. Rejection posted. Oh, just constant rejection. Yeah. And then it fin- the nobody's finally got picked up by Luke Speed from Marjack Scripts and then he got the an option deal with Giles for the nobodies. And yeah. We've been struggling for seven years to get it made. Well, probably about, <laughs> not seven years, probably about five years to get it made. Yeah. And it's finally starting to roll along yeah, yeah I'm meeting say, on Thursday yeah. with the producers in London okay so. amazing that's good isn't it yeah so that's like a long yeah sh- long story <laughs> no no it's, um, it's it's interesting obviously because you were you were in a band and stuff which is how we originally kind of know each other from mm-hmm. going out on bands and that and um, I'd like remember I've always been fascinated obviously by like films and the film industry and it's always been kind of something that creatively I've kind of leaned towards so when you said you were screenwriting and stuff like that I just instantly like I was like yeah it's amazing I well me and you it. went to Mink didn't we with that script with the nobodies yeah. yeah 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 I'd forgotten about that actually that yeah was we did just before the the Tom Cruise emails <laughs> was it <laughs> do you know what I was going to say what was really bizarre um, I don't know if it was getting other nobodies but there was a scene with where there's a kid I think he's in Newcastle um, be guessing yeah <laughs> I think it was now, now you said it I'd forgotten I'd, I'd read it um, there's shades of that character in my book which I've written about him yeah class. definite shades of him I, I feel like he's been I feel like gnawing away at me you know, I, feel like he, I feel like he exists you know like a David Brent or yeah, like yeah. I feel like he's I can't seem to let go person. yeah no, <laughs> you shouldn't it'll come out somewhere yeah, in the perfect yeah, form yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I basically I, you know when you kind of you imagine a scene in a film hmm. and for whatever reason I might have just been daydreaming I imagined like a scene in a film from, from getting from my own imagination and I spent like a while like the next couple of days going what fucking film's that from because I was going the shot was <laughs> class like you know going like oh it looked mint but like something triggered it and then a couple of days later I was like yeah it was like script that hasn't been made in a film <laughs> yeah it never like, will how strange and I thought I've meant to tell you and this was obviously years ago that the fact that something that you wrote inspired my imagination enough to think mm. this was an actual real film that I'd watched, I thought, well, that's, that's credit to your writing. So, you. so well done, good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the thing, like, screenwriting's visual. If yeah. you, you're not allowed to write. Yeah. Rick was upset. You have to show <laughs> why Rick was upset yeah. through actions, but in an interesting way. Yeah. And that's the struggle of screenwriting. You're yeah. constantly in the present tense and you're constantly visual. So, yeah. The, you kind of get the very short attempts I've had at screenwriting I've done some creative writing as you know um, just for my own pleasure obviously mm. um, for now at least yeah but you're writing a book aren't you you're still doing that yeah I am actually yeah 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 uh, similar story well Lottie said the other day she kind of told me off because she was like when was the last time you wrote something and I was like oh. you need a woman to tell you these things you yeah say. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it was only bless it it was because she was talking to a mate about an article that I got published and then she said her friend said oh does he still write and she said oh he does bits but um, she basically said I haven't seen him write for a while um, and her friend said anyone who 
because I have quite an active imagination. She said, anyone, That's why it's important you write, though. Yeah, well, that's what she said. She was like, there's no way that I sh- someone with an ad- imagination like that should, should get wasted. So whether it's writing or Completely. Create, just creating something. You were in a band like for a be, reason. Yeah. And yeah, writing yeah. music for a reason. Yeah. Um, and if it, it was weird. For, for a long time, I, I felt like I wasn't creative. Um, I don't think I've ever, ever told anybody this, but when I worked at 10 Feet Tall, because it was a bit of a pressure cooker and I learned a lot and it was it was good for me. Um, I learned a lot about myself, learned a lot of skills um, and like achieved a lot. But every week I had to come up with, well, you know, and I had help, but generally I felt a lot of pressure to come up with an idea that was going to make that night successful. Mm-hmm. And there was so much to do that sometimes I'd wake up on a Monday and I'd go, Soon on Friday, and I've got nothing on. But you're working to a deadline every week, so yeah. your brain has got used to. But I got to a point where I was like, I think I just ran out of ideas, and I was like, it made me feel like uncreative. And I got into this really weird, like, now I can spot it a mile off because as you grow and learn. Mm. But I got into this thing in my own head, and you know, you get it's like anything, you get good momentum, you follow mm-hmm. it through, and you do lots of good, fun, creative things, whether whatever you do in life, if you get bad momentum, you can spiral mm-hmm. that way as well. And I was just going, I just I thought I had, I've got no ideas. I thought maybe I'm not a creative person. And I just went on this really weird spiral where I was like... Imposter syndrome. Yeah, where I was like, oh, I, I, I don't have any good ideas. Therefore, and it perpetuated into, oh, I'm not a creative person. And it took a while. And then a, a few years later and a few job changes and stuff where I was just doing loads of stuff. And I was like, oh, hang on, I'm like... Yeah, I think I've got some somewhere. Absolutely. <laughs> you know it's I mean? perfectly normal that yeah. I don't know a single writer who doesn't have crushing self-doubt. <laughs> yeah. I thought, well, I thought, right, I've got a degree, I'm going to be a writer now. Yeah. I thought, right, I've got another degree, I'm going to be a writer now. Then I've got an agent, I'm going to be a writer now. Then the movie's getting made, I'm going to be a writer now. And I never feel like a writer. Yeah. And I never feel satisfied. I always hate myself. <laughs> and I hate my writing. Not myself, I don't hate myself. Yeah. I'm not depressed. I just... I, I can't ever remember writing something and thinking, well, that's, that's brilliant, that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I read it back. As soon as I send something to anybody, I find a million flaws with it. Yeah. Like, right now, I hate my book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week when I sent it, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever written. <laughs> and I was thinking, right, the, the crushing self-doubt's going to come in soon. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. laid in bed about two in the morning, and I was like, plot hole came in my head yeah yeah then what I do is I sort of torture myself and I'll go through the entire document <laughs> 90,000 words and I'll find something wrong with it yeah yeah and it's like a form of yeah, self that is more that, emotional self harm that's torture <laughs> and I'm like there's something wrong with it there's something wrong with it and I go to, to, to Lena should I email my agent and say oh, I've noticed everything wrong with it to preempt her seeing it mm-hmm. which I've done once and I'm sh- pretty sure it annoys her and yeah, she, it might do, I was yeah. like oh the tenses are all over the place and she emailed back saying I've started reading it don't see any issue with the tenses and I said <laughs> like, am it. I making this up <laughs> like am I like yeah. I'll find problems it's yeah, like, some, yeah. like writing dysmorphia <laughs> which it's I just a good way to put it. It is. Um, but I'm sure there's got a lot of things wrong with it, by the way, but not the stuff I'm seeing because I'm not that smart to, to see what's wrong with it. <laughs> the I wouldn't, wouldn't have done it in the first place. Yeah. Otherwise, I think um, it's funny. I speak to a lot of queer people in general on on the podcast, and I've asked a few now. I'm like, God, have you ever had a chance to enjoy? whatever it is that you do and they all just go no no <laughs> I'm like oh well everybody else does so thank you but <laughs> yeah but it sucks to be you if I was looking at doing because like you are you would, and you were going through 
you know, you just got an agent and all that, I'd be like, enjoy it because you have to. Yeah. Whereas I just struggle. Yeah, yeah. Just, you just think, oh, well, you, I'll be all right. And I know authors who've said the same where I look at authors, like I'm in this writer's group on WhatsApp. Yeah. And they're all at my agency and like most of them published and okay. brought books in shops. Yeah. And I think, God, what I'd give to be them. But yeah. then they're like full of crushing self-doubt and full of anxiety because you sell one book and then you're like, you've oh, worry about the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think, but at the same time, I, I wonder if I didn't have that, would I still be as motivated? No. Definitely. Like it, it, it's part of being the, the human beings that we are. I, don't, I think it'll take a lot for us to be satisfied. And you, Satisfaction like, is the death of desire. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You've got to stop and smell the roses along the way, but yeah, if, if, you, if you kind of... And I, I do this a lot in in life and I imagine it drives certain people a lot you've probably won them up the wall <laughs> but when I kind of feel that like everything's going alright I'm like right I need to change something I need, yeah, to, do something. Sure. I need to do a podcast I need to just yeah. something's like, gonna otherwise yeah I'm gonna yeah. just come to it we've talked about it a lot haven't we about guilt anxiety and yeah complacence yeah and I've again most people I would tell this to apart from you are like what are you talking about I sit down and play FIFA for like 10 minutes and I'm like oh my god I'm wasting my life I need to do yeah. something else I, f- I mean I find it's I'm coming to terms with it a lot more now because I'm a lot more productive now I guess than I have been in the past so I, something was bugging me this weekend and I, like I was just in my own head and I couldn't fucking figure it out and you know, I was just think a bit ratty. Lot was at work all weekend mm. anyway, so she didn't get the brunt of it. Um, nobody did, but I kind of I'm in the middle of building a podcast studio mm-hmm. thing. I'm gonna have my drums in there upstairs and 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 stuff. And I was, I kind of got halfway with it, and I didn't have some stuff that I needed, and I just got frustrated. And I went right, I've got like to thirty percent, so mm-hmm. that's it for today. And then later on, I was like, ah, apart from that, I was like, I get it now. I haven't really done anything. So I was like, unfortunately, and I thought, fucking hell, I'm going to have to open my laptop here and do something. Absolutely. So I got my laptop totally out and that. I wrote and I was like, uh, unfortunately, I just kind of had to go where I'm that I'm the type of person where if I don't do anything, like I can't, I can't enjoy that time. Uh-huh, I like, completely. I, I'm annoyed at myself. Yeah. And sometimes I, it's exercise. Sometimes I just need to do a bit of exercise. As bad as it sounds, I'm actually glad you said that because it makes me feel less. <laughs> yeah. Like it's about time management, really. Yeah. Like Stephen King says, write for four hours and then do something else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to just put aside that time, and then when it's done, it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've gone through periods where I've done that and sat down and still thought, oh, God, you I still, should be doing yeah, something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. But it's not healthy. No. You know, really, you should you should rest your brain because yeah. it's a muscle. Really, you wouldn't go to the gym for eight hours in a day. No, you go to the gym and then yeah, that's it. Your gym time's done. Yeah, and that's what it should be like for your imagination yeah. and creativity and all that stuff. I as did well. it. I did it with a video project last week. I, I did some behind the scenes stuff um, in London for like a jiu-jitsu thing and um, I, I didn't quite know what it was going to be so it was quite hard to, to capture it and I, I did an edit um, sent it to the guys who would publish it and they, they kind of watched it and said oh all these like we'd like I basically like I just kind of sent them a six minute thing and just said like this is what I've got I don't know what it is where do you want me to go with it um, and they, they really liked loads of bits of it <laughs> and they were like these are amazing this is amazing some back scene backstage stuff that um, people don't normally get to see some like emotions are quite high at the end of some of the matches and stuff and I got a little bit of that so people mm-hmm. slamming doors and being dramatic and he, like just basically all around that so I was like right okay 
went back to the drawing boards and kind of looked through the footage and I thought I don't have much of that but I'll fumble some stuff together put it together and then sent it to their video guy who's great and lovely guy and he's very good at what he does and then he he was off for a couple of days which was good because I just kind of thought well I've sent him it now I'm just going to leave it and crack on with mm-hmm. other stuff and then three or four days later he sent me a really nice email back saying like here's my thoughts why don't you try doing this why don't you try like doing this and might take yeah, yeah. shape and um and then I watched it and I was like, oh yeah, it's shit. <laughs> like, but I'd just been so like, I'd, I was so fast so in into it, it yeah, that I just the couldn't, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Giles who did the days would be a great person to talk about that with. Yeah. Um, like they say that like, some things are, all creative things just never have an end. Yeah. Now, yeah. the dare went through hundreds, maybe not hundreds, but an off, a lot, a, a lot of drafts. Yeah. Um, and as a film goes further and further into production, more and more people have an input because there's execs yeah. and there's other producers and there's yeah. actors and there's sound people and there's all these people are reading the script and going, well, you should do this, you should do this. Yeah. And one thing we've probably learned is, number one, is to stick to what we intended. Yeah, uh, which throughout. can be hard. Yeah, but yeah. to strike that balance between listening to feedback yeah. uh, but also knowing when to let go. Like the film finished shooting... We finished initial principal photography over a year ago, so I think 14 months ago. Yeah. There's been two lots of reshoots, which is normal for any movie. Okay. Um, but today, I've been writing, well, ed- t- minor edits on ADR, which is like an additional yeah. dialogue replacement. So uh-huh. to go where they kind of have it on a screen and people. Yeah, where yeah. they have to kind of do the voiceover where the character has his back turned or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, just yeah. to give a little bit more clarity to certain scenes. Mm-hmm. So. Even though the film wrapped over a year ago, even it's to still this day, making scripts are just a couple of months from release. Yeah, still editing the script. Shit. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's the that's the thing. You know, that's because we've wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, which don't get me wrong. We've had some great advice and great feedback yeah, from yeah. people. Um, but it's knowing when to let go and when to keep going. Yeah. So sometimes you can edit a script into submission or edit. A, yeah. You can ruin it almost. There's so many different factors influencing, like you said earlier as well, about like literally like hundred of people working on a movie. Yeah. And this, I used to think, oh, oh, the screenwriter is everything, and if the screenplay is not yeah. very good, then but there's just a million different things that mm. could. I mean, it's it's effective. It's good. I find it more and more fascinating that somebody like Quentin Tarantino exists and they have such a big stamp on, on what's being created because there's so many people involved. I, I was always the same with directors and I thought like director is like yeah, yeah. the man and and you go, well actually, you know, Blade Runner 2049 wouldn't have been as such an amazing thing without Roger Deakins being the cinematographer. Mm. No, absolutely like, not. Exactly. The, the, so the, much what goes I agree, the best thing about that movie is the cinematography. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's God's. Um, if it was the script, it would have got a nomination for best script, but it didn't. Yes, yeah. it wasn't the script wasn't the best thing about it, the cinematography was. The script was like six minutes of silence. Ryan Gosling stares blankly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like screen looks beautiful. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, yeah, but that's what it was. It's not you know, every movie has to be an Oscar movie to be great. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um the best thing about Get Out as a screenplay was that there wasn't a wasted word yeah. in that screenplay. Uh I don't know if you noticed when he's having a shave at the beginning. Obviously, the shaving form's white, and he's scraping the white off his face. Yeah, that no, was in the screenplay. Right. Okay. 
that wasn't an accident. That yeah, wasn't something yeah, yeah. that Jordan Peele thought, oh, you know what, it'd be cool, which happens, stuff that isn't in the script and then it gets added later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that course, was yeah. purposefully in the screenplay. Yeah. Um, the fact that he's a photographer, he's got black and white photos on his wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black and white, sorry. It's all, it's all symbolic and it's all... Yeah. Um, like when he's getting walked around the house by her dad and he talks about the Olympic runner who got beaten and then you see the guy running towards him because he's trying to beat his record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is just, um, like, watch the uh, Jordan Peele's commentary on the... Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really interesting. But a good script is not a wasted word. Yeah. Um, Do you know, it's like, this is a total tangent, but I didn't realise how much, like, voice acting and stuff Jordan Peele had done mm-hmm. for it. And I was watching the thing on Netflix called Big Mouth. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like no. an animated cartoon about, like, kids going through puberty. It's funny. It's totally bizarre. Um, and he plays like a jazz musician, a ghost jazz musician that lives in the in the bit um, in the attic. And I just kept seeing on the credits Jordan Peele, and I was like, Where'd I know that name. Then I googled yeah. it, and I thought, what the fuck? Like, because I'd watched <laughs> Get Out not long before, and I was like, why is he just playing this dude in a cartoon? But he plays it really well. So um, that's today's tangent. I think. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's weird where people come from, isn't it? Yeah. Like Lady Bird. Um, oh God, I forgot the name of the girl who's in Lady Bird, but she's in Harry Potter. She's, uh, yeah. what's her name? Laura Lee. Luna Lovegood. Luna Lovegood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Laura <Yeah>. Lovebird. <laughs> Luna Lovegood. Yeah, she's the Irish lass. Yeah. She, but she's like, I loved Lady Bird. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I need to watch it. Um, I've still got a few working for my list. I want to watch I, Tonya as well. Yeah, I've been seeing um, that. Um love three billboards obviously yeah um i was i was very very stuck that that was gonna win and then i was think i had to get a good think about it before i'd committed to my facebook yeah, yeah, post yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was like man this film doesn't represent america very well it's yeah. not by an american yeah yeah Never typically oscar movies are typically hollywood yeah, yeah and yeah. i thought that Shape of Water, as much as great as, it, as great as it is, yeah. And I don't mean this as a criticism. It's a very Hollywood movie. Yeah. It's got the kind of musical element. Yeah. To it and those shots underwater and it well, just seemed it, to bleed. Basked in like nineteen fifties. Yeah. Nostalgia. Yeah. Oh, cinema. Yeah. And the Academy loves films about the Academy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it was it, only about halfway through. Like when the artist won. Like of course it did. Yeah. These are the biggest egos in the world. And I'm not just saying that's the reason why it won. I just no. think that would have swayed it away from three billboards because yeah. that was kind of a pretty bleak reimagining of America by an Irish guy. <laughs> yeah. Which, it's a great, and it got a nomination. But I don't know, that was my thinking behind saying yeah. actually Shape of Water. I mean, the Shape of Water is like Del Toro said in his speech, is by an immigrant and he's worked his ass to get... Yeah. I mean, he's been sort of rebuffed from yeah. countless projects from the universe. Uh, he wanted to do the uh, Creature from the, the Black Lagoon. Got yeah. knocked back for that, was involved in The Hobbit, then that didn't work out. Oh, yeah, he was, and yeah. He's made, like, done some sort of producing things on, like, Mammoth. And, but really, since Pan's Labyrinth hasn't hit those heights. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, the film he did before, The Horror in the House, I can't remember what it's called, but I thought it was all right. Um, and oh, I like Guillermo Crimson Peak. That's one. Um, well, hold on, Crimson Peak. Oh, that's is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was fucking guess, second guess myself there. I was going, oh no, Crimson Peak. Right? Yeah, which um, yeah. Well, the shape of what I mean, it visually, I mean, I think is 
second to none. Like just and the I'm kind production of production design, right? One production yeah, design as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like soundtrack. It makes sense. Uh, but yeah, that that kind of romantic. I think about halfway through the film, it mentions that it's in um it's in a part of Boston. I can't remember where. And I was like, eh, I just presumed it was in LA because it mm, was so, so Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, three people like a, a kind of struggle to express myself over Twitter sometimes because I talk a lot and I like no, I, a thought lot of words. Just, I thought it was very accurate <laughs> but with them but, uh, review yeah three billboards just that I mean I, I loved it and uh, all the way through it because you were getting a little bit of um, narrative um, not punishment the other one reward so you kind of go in oh, I hope I can't think of any specific examples but like Sam Rockwell's character gets what's coming to him but then you hate him, and you'd put um, you'd yeah, put hate him, and then literally half an hour later, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going to leave my tweet. Yeah, yeah. As, um, as a couple of people at work had watched it, and I said, yeah. have you ever been so roller coaster of emotion yeah, up and down yeah, with yeah. hating and loving a character as much as Sam Rockwell in that, though? Well, there was bits with her where she was getting her own way, and she was kind of doing stuff that you wanted her to do. And sometimes, you know, films will drag mm. out and tease it out of you for, for obvious, you know for obvious reasons throughout the narrative to draw whatever re- emotional response mm. to want. But all the way through it, you're going, yeah, you should fucking, you tell him to fuck off and you do that. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. So that you got all these yeses all the way through, right up till the, the yeah, end, yeah. where you were like, oh, well. It's, and people it's are disappointed him. with the end. So a lot of people are disappointed with the I end. I can imagine, because when it got to that point, I was like, oh, it was like someone who just, mm. just like, it was completely deflated. And I, and I think, I wonder if the ending had been what people wanted and had a Hollywood ending, then it would have, fared better yeah I'd, maybe well, yeah, yeah don't get me wrong it hasn't fared bad it's got a nomination for an oscar yeah <laughs> well she and she won uh, yeah um best actress didn't she so yeah I, but like but i love that because I, I like anything that kind of flips things on its head but the same at the end just until i thought about it which i like to watch a film and i presume you do and then kind of digest it for 10 mm. minutes i mean like you got the cinema we'll go watch a film and i'll kind of like i won't say anything the car journey home and then but we'll probably get into bed and I'll be like, did you see how, like... Yeah, yeah, like, you start thinking about like, it. yeah, like, we, we got home, like, an hour ago. Like, how can we ever talk about it since? And I'm like, because I, I, like I like to digest things and process things. Mm-hmm. I do the same with music. Um, Interestingly, she got her uh, Oscar stolen last night for, like, she? 20 minutes. Fuck. By, like... The, the, someone's clearly going to do, a, a like, a meme or something that says, Oscar stolen, no arrests on, like, a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> It was found again. Some guy nicked it. Right. What a dick. I know. Like, and what would you even do with it? It's like best actress on it. And he's a guy. <laughs> you can't sell it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And if you could sell it on the black market, which weird fucking drug dealer's going to buy it? You know what yeah. I mean? Like a mound of cocaine and then it's the best actress Oscar on it. Like, what? Next to your Uzi? <laughs> exactly. Um, I wanted to... So, again, I got, obviously, very interested in films and with anything that... I'm a bit of a like a tech geek and I like production and I like figuring out like who does what. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be a bit of a dream to be on a film set at some point. Um, I like to think I'm quite ambition based so at some point I probably will be on a film set. Which yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd like to kind of talk through the dare from like start to finish. Yeah. Written in 2014. Yeah. I know that because it was in the file on my laptop like the dare 2014. Was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we started it around then. Giles yeah. was uh, obviously Giles had come on board for the nobodies yeah and uh he messaged me like a like a brief outline of this horror movie that was called 
welcome at the last day of your life. Okay. And he was Quite like, do you want to write this for me? And I read it and I was like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Definitely do. Um, actually, me and, read it, me and Lena both read it over, like she read it over my shoulder and like a yeah. couple of times we were like, <gasps> it wasn't like the full, obviously yeah, yeah, it's yeah. changed so much now, but it was a couple, it was a couple of pages of like a, a brief synopsis. Uh-huh. It's like, I, he's like, I'm just struggling to crack the story a little bit. I think, yeah. And just wanted a bit of sort of, yeah. So, yeah, we kind of, we just, we smashed out a draft. Yeah. In a week or two. Okay. Um, and then we kind of went through a couple of revisions. And he sent it to, Giles sent it to Ralph Little's production company. Ralph okay. Little from the Royal Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they'd, they really liked it actually and they were going to do it. But then they, they they'd got some other sort of projects on board that were, they were consuming all the time like uh-huh. they've actually done borderline on channel five now is all it right. borderline yeah i can't remember Did I? I think it is it's the comedy anyway um yeah so that was like out the water and then giles had sent it to new Bayana film studios in bulgaria which is owned by millennium films and right. new image and they'd kind of graded it up and sort of, i think they'd recommended it they, they made it and this was okay. in like May 2015 I think right. yeah, yeah and then Giles went over to the studio yeah and walked around and like the studio is like huge I mean it's filmed some massive films there they've done like 300 yeah uh, Rise of the Empire I think um, Olympus Has Fallen London yeah. Has Fallen Hitman's Bodyguards with Ryan Reynolds and yeah. Denzel uh, the new Hellboys getting filmed there okay. at the minute I think they're in post there yeah. so yeah and he was like where's so, that New Bayana in Sofia in Bulgaria. Right, cool. Biggest film studio in Europe. But the reason that New Image moved a studio there, they've got one in LA, I think, uh-huh. is because it's of the sort of tax. Right. Um, you don't have to get a license to blow a car up like you do in Los Angeles. <laughs> you can get away with a lot in Europe. So you can get yeah, away yeah. with a lot. Um, you can blow cars up if you want. Yeah. And it's on a stag too. You yeah. can double your budget, basically. Okay. So... Yeah, Giles went off there and he was like, mate, we have to get this happen. We have to make this happen here. Yeah. And the producers just went, yeah, we'll make it. And Giles was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that never happens. Yeah, yeah it yeah, just yeah. doesn't happen. He was yeah. like, yeah, we'll make it. That's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. and we were, anyway, I was just like, this is insane. Yeah. It just doesn't, just doesn't happen at all. Um, so then they started casting. They got Richard Brake and Richard Shaw. He was a really good actor. Yeah. What's Richard Brake being in again? Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, Thirty One Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. Really good. Mate play the Doomed. Oh, Queen King. Oh, and, uh, sorry. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Sorry, yeah. Game of Thrones. Like Ice, uh, Night King. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. Up yeah. until like season four or something, and then the CGI just over him. Yeah. 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 Uh, He's quite translucent yeah. later on, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and then yeah. It was just mad. I was getting married at the time, so uh-huh. I went. For, I went from a wedding. I was probably talking to you about it at my wedding, actually. And then I was going. I, away, I, yeah. I went over for not that I'd remember. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went over for a week um, after our honeymoon. Yeah. And I was just like, "This is insane." I was yeah. Watching like a crew of like fifty odd plus people like yeah. building sets and. You're based on something, some words that you. Yeah, the, and like, then I was like listening in the video village to the dialogue and like going out of the video village and saying yeah. like we need to change this line and giving lines to Richard Brake and I was just yeah. like this is madness like what am I doing but the hours are like 12 hour long days like yeah you, six you till six at least until it got dark yeah absolutely freezing cold 
but like worth it, like the cold stuff yeah. we've been in. Yeah. I mean, people, you know, a lot of glitz and glamour around, I guess, actors, at least in terms of filmmaking. <laughs> Work but hard, the, Yeah, in terms of like on set and that, like I said, days on set are reduced to assisting, like on fairly high production music videos, but they were like 15 hour days. Mm. I remember, um, I remember being on one and I was with a girl when I lived in Leeds and we were like quite young and in love, but she was kind of like texting me like when you're coming home and you know like six o'clock or something and i was like i'll just like probably tomorrow <laughs> like because yeah. i but I'd, i've always been quite savvy and kind of known that like i'm not going to be like oh see you later boys i'll just ruin this opportunity because i'm gonna go and yeah. sit and watch fucking coral with my girlfriend <laughs> um you know what Absolutely. i mean I, I was like yeah this like i but yeah and even then being prepared for that every time i think we most music videos i've worked on with prep for 12 hour days in maybe over three or four days and we've ended up it's been about 15 hours oh, but people don't see that no no they don't and that's the thing what Giles has said a couple of things is number one people don't care how hard you worked on the movie yeah when they go and see it yeah yeah people will go and see Star Wars I mean Mad Max Fury Road that was a like 14 months 400 hours footage shoot they had in the desert in the worst conditions possible yeah, and I yeah. went to see it I went to see it on the night with Jar, and then I went to see it the next morning with Lena because I loved it that much. Yeah. And there was a lad, <laughs> the second time I went to see it on the front row, and he came out and went, worst film I've ever seen. <laughs> like 400 hours of footage and over like 14 months in the desert and you just dismiss it. So yeah, people don't shit. care how hard you've worked yeah, on it. Yeah, but there's so much out there. So there's so much choice that... Yeah, uh, so that's that's for creative to whinge about. But yeah, yeah. No one cares how hard I've worked on this and anything and how uh-huh. hard we are, we are put. Uh, so what was I saying um, so the dare then got to you oh yeah yeah so it's, so you, you're just on set and it's just we didn't get, we didn't get a really long shoot that was yeah how long was the shoot three weeks okay that's not very long not, not a lot no. not long at all yeah. to be fair is that why you ended up reshooting some bits mm. do you think yeah yeah uh, like the crew were just constantly rushing and Charles you know ideally like Stanley Kubrick got like was doing like 300 takes yeah well yeah <laughs> you know what I mean for The Shining we were like doing like one or two and then being like well we need to move on oh shit yeah so it was Giles directing yeah okay cool. did an amazing job yeah Um, but it makes me wonder like given the budget and given the time yeah what we could like really do yeah 18 weeks or so 12 weeks sorry yeah like a 12 week shoot massive yeah. budget but can't complain because We've got a studio movie it's for our first movie. It's getting made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, very cool, yeah. And potentially, you know, a brief cinema release, you know, yeah. a premiere, you know, then it maybe Netflix or something. We just don't know. Amazing. So it's going, I think it might be finished by end of this month, like final mix. Right. They're doing the soundtrack as we speak. Yeah. Um, VFX is done, I think. Then they've just the final bits of ADR over the top. Yeah. And then we'll get to see the final version and then maybe festivals or just yeah. to see, see what's going to happen with distribution but Amazing. It, it must be well first point to make how many people w- w- would you guesstimate were on set while you were on set 50 quite a lot yeah <laughs> I couldn't put an exact it's, number it's, on it again uh, just I just remember like it seems very blurry to me now like yeah. in and out a lot of people yeah yeah well there I guess you know like like a gig almost and I, like I use a lot of music as a frame of mm. reference because it's where my background is but 
and you kind of like you know like when the pressure's on and you're in the moment and you're having to make like edits and you like your brain's going like as fast mm-hmm. as possible so you're not kind of going oh you know what i'll get a wicked picture here for my instagram or like yeah yeah, yeah. you're just like i need to fucking nail this mm-hmm. so you, yeah you're perhaps not absolutely and i think that that pressure has really helped me like giles saying right i need to get this by now <laughs> yesterday yeah. yeah yeah then i've learned to kind of edit really quickly yeah so i one thing I will and be, say about and be myself, satisfied to yeah, yeah, yeah. I can edit, I can write very, very quickly. Yeah, now cool. and do like two thousand words an hour. Fucking hell! Not that that's going to be any good, <laughs> but I have the ability to do yeah, that yeah, because yeah. I've worked out. out. I've, yeah, yeah. You know, in the sense of not muscles worked out, but I've exercised yeah, well, my like brain we're saying, to do the that. Brain probably is a muscle, and you need to you can yeah. train if, it. If only I could remember where I put the keys, or that I put something in the oven, <laughs> or numerous other things which I'm yeah. like terrible at. But yeah, in terms of writing stuff down quickly yeah <laughs> i yeah. can do it can't change a tire but I, can, <laughs> I don't think yeah <laughs> could write about one though yeah well yeah you'd probably write down the process of nah, i reckon you'd figure it out funnily enough like, the first day, first day i was on set i i was very ignorant to be honest because i didn't know what i was doing and there's yeah. like etiquette on set and i just kind of just walked slanted over and it was like a <laughs> guy there and it's like <laughs> and he's like stand back what are you doing and i was like Oh, and then Giles was like, oh, he's a writer. You can come on. <laughs> I just thought I was some guy who would just, well, I have, I have some guy, but you know, I had no involvement with the yeah, film yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, you just thought you'd wandered on. Yeah. That's quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like a wide awakening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I bet. But no, it was an amazing experience. Yeah. Just me. To, to go from, obviously, that conversation where Giles had an idea, essentially, mm. to a one of the things I've also learned is I have lots of ideas. Lots of people have lots of ideas, but actually following that idea through, you know, you can have the best idea for anything in the world, but yeah. it's, it's the tenacity and the drive to, to get, to power through the hard bits yeah. to get something made. So for you to kind of go from that with Giles to, you know, in a month's time, have like a product, like you've got yeah, yeah, things something. there, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I know it, it's not tangible, like you didn't make that, yeah, but yeah. like you know what I mean. Like you've you've got a product there, something that you've yeah. It when must hold in the the blue uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be nice. And so, so yeah. So when it's out, do you do you have any sort of distribution? Can you say if you've got any sort of distribution deal? Do you know where it's going yet? Or well, it's Millennium. We know that much. Yeah. But whether they do sell it to different territories, which I assume they will. They yeah. Seem to be putting a lot of effort into it. Okay. To get it out to different nice. territories. So. Yeah. Are you going to have like a, a bit of a side kind of like premiere for <laughs> De- it? Or? Definitely, if I yeah. can, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I love a word with Cine World and yeah. say, oh, look, I'm from the area. I had a Cine World card for a decade. <laughs> for a decade. Well, mate, Rick's still got one. Yeah. <laughs> he only goes once a I week. I actually have cancelled it because just saving like every last penny for the baby. Yeah. Like and when, when you have a baby, the mm, chance of you being able not to. Not being able to. And Lena's got like a bad back with the pregnancy, so we haven't been able to go all the way to go and see Black Panther and she like struggled through. Yeah. I think it was worth it for her for Michael B. Jordan, to be honest. <laughs> she said, if it wasn't for him, I'd have had to leave. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, it's killed me not having a cinema card. Yeah, I bet, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm sure, I, I reckon Cinema will let you do it, whether they'll charge or, I don't know. I don't but, know. but yeah, um, we'll see what's it. Then there's going to be a premiere. Daft not to. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a premiere in London, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, that trying to think what other projects there is. Yeah, I'll but speak to you about some like T-side PR after this if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I'm no, no wizard, but yeah, I'll help you out. It's um, uh, like I say, it's, it's it's um, if we had more money, if we had I'm not making excuses, but if we had more <laughs> money and more time, yeah, 
it would be a better movie. It's just it's yeah, how it is. But we've done our best with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it'll be really it, good. Yeah. It's, then, um, I'll be it's got a, when it comes It's out. not just a, like a torture porn movie. It's, <laughs> I'd like to think it has quite a, a bit of substance behind it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Class. Um, are, you, like, are you nervous for it to come out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> terrified. I'm supposed to be enjoying it, but I won't. Yeah. And the nobody's... I'm terrified reviews. Again, because I've got that. I'm sure that's on the file on my laptop. That laptop yeah, that's changed like, a lot as well. Yeah. That, I think the, the draft you sent me says 2011 on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's probably changed a little bit. I imagine. It's just crazy how much that's. Yeah. I mean, and you mentioned at the start uh, that that's kind of like being shopped around a little bit. Mm. There's some interest in it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's actually with a production company who okay. I'm meeting with on, on Thursday. Meeting them on Thursday. I'm going yeah. to the uh, screening for that new movie, Anna and the Apocalypse. All right. Which is coming out at Christmas. Cool. Which is. Shaun of the Dead meets High School Musical. Right, okay. Um, but it's actually got cinema releases worldwide, that one. Amazing, yeah. All across America, Japan, England. So yeah. I think that a lot of people definitely. will be talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Christmas. Um, but that's only good for us because yeah. they've produced that. And the then, momentum that they get. And the momentum will help us. Although we're, The Nobody's is a completely different movie. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's, I'm not saying it would ever get nominated for anything, but it's much more along the lines of yeah. Lady Bird. Uh, three billboards, those kind of like yep. dramas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very dark. Cool. It, that's why it's been such a struggle, and it's not easy to get a, a film about heroin set in Middlesbrough <laughs> no, with a million you. pound upwards budget. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But do, you, do you ever? I mean, like having had it get shopped around for so long, did you ever kind of just, you know, when obviously there's a production company attached now, and that's like quite exciting. Do you just kind of? If Giles picks up the phone or whoever gets in touch and says, oh, so-and-so's interested in making this film, are you just kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll believe it well, when I see it? actually, the, it, it's been with the same production company for for since it got optioned in 2014. All right. So the issue has been is raising the money, the, the finances. But, okay. So they've turned their attention to Anna and the Apocalypse, and as a result, that's helping us out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In theory. So... It's more so been about things. It's like, more been about finances and getting investors yeah. on board with a film, which yeah, just you know, has yeah, yeah. Is that um, is that dark and is that real? Yeah. Um, but I think the tide's turning, so we've got more of a chance now, and soon yeah. like, investors can see that. But there's, yeah. this, there's you know, like you say, there's a million different factors. So hopefully, in the next couple of months, will be quite telling. I think the dare will help with it as well. Yeah, like definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially having having some names attached to it and stuff. Mm. And I've Amazing. got like about three other different scripts that are sort of my agents shuffling around now. Yeah, cool. On the back of the dare. And yeah. So anything that you're really excited about? Uh, scripts that yeah. you really love. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've just written a horror. Well, actually, yes. I'll have to tell you the the reason that I wrote this horror. I had a dream about four years ago. Yeah. Where I was just stood in like a car park and this man came along with a with a teenage girl who was half human half bird okay and she was the most disgusting thing i've ever seen in my life she yeah had like little black like beady pockhole eyes yeah with no ears but a beak like forming through her nose and yeah. tiny little bird teeth and she stunk of like wet hair and had feathers like coming out of her skin yeah and like the scariest grin you've ever seen so 
really like I'm not that scared of much to be honest like apart from real life things like illnesses and stuff like that I'm not yeah, scared yeah. of anything horror wise it's yeah, my yeah. favourite genre but it doesn't scare me mm -hmm. I just like it because it's cool yeah um, but this woman girl whatever it was absolutely terrifies me yeah um, so I was like I'm going to have to write her into something yeah so I did and I wrote it as like a like black swan about a teenager coming of age and turning into a bird and I was like it's just a black swan rip off set in a school <laughs> So I turned it round. I think I sent it to Jar actually, and he said something like that. So I was like, oh, "God, this she needs to be a villain." Okay. So I've made, I've, I've rewritten it where it's about um, a new mum, funnily enough. Okay. Without even realizing that I'm going to be a dad soon, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of subconsciously wrote a story about a baby going missing in the woods. Right. Okay. Which was taken by this bird woman, like. Right. To me, there's nothing scarier than yeah, yeah, yeah. this woman taking my child <laughs> in the woods. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's a bit it's kind of, I think my agent described it as the girl on the train meets the birds. Right. But it's got a little bit of the witch in it as well. Class. Um, so I find it probably the scariest thing I've ever written. Amazing. Um, so that's gone to some genre producers. Yeah. Hopefully you'll pick it up. But yeah. I said I don't really like most of the stuff that I write, but I, I think yeah. I have to Class. I find it's a scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, um, so the dare out sometime this year. Hopefully. Yeah. Amazing. Hopefully, summertime, maybe. Yeah. Maybe June. I don't know. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be lying if I said a new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is going to come out. Cool. Keep an eye out for it, people. Um, yeah. Thank you, mate. Thanks for coming. It's been a pleasure. Really appreciate it. Uh, is there anyone in particular you want to give a shout out to on Twitter? Any. Uh, yeah, Giles's podcast, the filmmakers podcast. Yep. Everyone should follow that. It's brilliant. I yeah. listen to it every week. Cool. Um, Giles, the producer, the co-writer, ja director. Yeah, the co-writer of the day, yeah. the director of the day. Going to be director of the nobodies. Awesome. Probably a lot of things we do together, yeah. but it's it's really 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 good podcast. Class. Um, and yeah, Parkhouse Pictures and Blazing Griffin for Anna and the Apocalypse and. Cool. Yeah, yeah, just keep an eye on them for future stuff. All right. Yeah, yeah cool. Killer. Thanks, Thanks, man. Cheers. Yeah.